Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is primetime action live from the South Point Hotel Casino, tip of the strip, Las Vegas, Nevada. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, good Thursday to you as we approach Super Bowl 56 now. Oh, the weekend's going to be huge. Starting tomorrow, 56 hours, wall-to-wall Super Bowl coverage. Tonight, though, big show as well. Matt Kalish, president and co-founder of DraftKings, will join us here in the first hour, as will former Cincinnati Bengals Solomon Wilcots to talk about Super Bowl 56 as well. Adam Levitan, the king of the props. Is that, is that what we call him? King of the props? We can. We can do that. King of the props. Adam Levitan will join us from uh, Establish the Run and our very own Danielle Alvari joins us once again. And so many NBA trades to talk about, including the big one. It happened, Matt, though, from uh, some tip-offs and some face-offs to start things We off. do. We've got one tip-off right now. So if you are interested in the Grizzlies and the Pistons, the Grizzlies are 11.5 to 12-point road favorites over the Pistons, 224 to 224 and a half is your total. 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific. We have the Heat and the Pelicans. The Heat are four, four and a half point road favorites over the Pelicans, 217, to, 217 and a half to 218 the total, 730 Eastern, 430 Pacific, the Nets and the Wizards. The Wizards are one to one and a half point home favorites in this one over the Nets. Total is everywhere from 216 and a half all the way to 218 and a half. So be sure and shop around on that one. 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, the Raptors and the Rockets. The Raptors are 7.5-point road favorites over the Rockets, 224, 224.5. 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific, the Clippers and the Mavs. The Mavs are 6.5-point home favorites over the Clippers, 215, 215.5. 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific, the Bucks and the Suns. Suns are 2.5 to 3.5-point home favorites in this one, 223.5 is the prevailing total. And then 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific, we have the Knicks and the Warriors. The Warriors are nine and a half point home favorites over the Knicks, 217 all the way to 218. Over on the ice, we do have four faceoffs happening right now. So head to your book of choice for the Capitals and Canadians. Capitals are minus 220 road favorites, Canadians plus 180 at home. Hurricanes and Bruins, the Hurricanes are minus 150 road favorites, plus 130 on the home Bruins. Penguins and Senators, minus 205 for the Penguins on the road there, plus 165 on the Senators at home. And then the Blue Jackets and Sabres, about a coin flip, but slightly shaded to the Blue Jackets, minus 115, minus 105 
on the home Sabres. So every road team favored here on the early slate. 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, the Devils and the Blues. The Blues are minus 265 home favorites, plus 210 if you want the Devils as road underdogs. 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific, we have the Lightning and the Avalanche. The about a coin flip, minus 115 on the Avalanche at home, minus 105 on the Lightning as uh, on the road there. And then 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific, we have the Maple Leafs and the Flames. The Leafs are minus 140 road favorites, plus 120 on the home Calgary Flames. Calgary. Matt, you uh, you pick off golf outrights like nobody's business. But predicting NBA trades may not be your cup of tea. Well, I had no idea that they were going to mortgage the entire the, the entire <laughs> franchise like to to get this done. It, that is as such a one uh, I mean as it's a that is this is a one year trade. This is such a one way trade. This is the trade that I uh, was hoping would happen and it happened. 76ers, I think so many people were hoping hoping this would happen just for the drama of it all just to see how it looks in the end. The 76ers do in fact get disgruntled James Harden. I think that's his official adjective before his name. James Harden and Paul Millsap come from the Nets to the 76ers, the Daryl Morey man crush Israel. And in return, the Nets get Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, who now says he is eager to play basketball this week, uh, this year, rather. Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two, (laughs) count them, two first-round draft picks go to the Brooklyn Nets. The blockbuster trade that uh, Brian Windhorst said was going to happen, happened. Good on the Nets, man. Good on them. The reason I was the the, the reason I was sitting here saying that there were, there wasn't any way that this was going to happen was because like a a Harden for Simmons trade just didn't make any sense, and they were like, okay, well throw in, you know, throw in Drummond or something like that. Okay, cool. They threw in Curry and two firsts to get this to happen. Like this is insanity. I mean, look, good on them. They're going for it in the one window that they feel like they have this year, and Embiid's playing like an MVP, and he is healthy, and the whole nine yards. And like we all, we say this with every sport: you never know how long your window is, right? Yes. And and if you can go after it, and you feel like this is the year, obviously you look over on the West. We've been talking about this on this program. Like, there's really only two teams you're scared of at all Listen, this in the is, West. This is why I kept bringing it up, because because it the Sixers had to do something with Ben Simmons because of what you're saying, Matt, the window, right? You can't waste. You can't waste this Joel Embiid season. So they get their man in James Harden, just like the Rams, all in, good for the Sixers. For the Nets, could it be that Ben Simmons in this role, where he doesn't have the pressure of scoring, where he can D up on the opponent's best player, this might be the role of a lifetime for him? Well, it's certainly the best fit that you could possibly ask for for him, and especially now where, you know, listen, just happened here this morning. It's happening in California, Oregon, all the other states like this. Like, we don't know for sure that Kyrie's not going to be able to play right. like full time here really, really, really soon. Mm-hmm. And so now you get. You get him out there, who can play on you know at on, during home games as well, and you get Ben Simmons like you're talking about, who can just run true point like old school point guard, like not like not new school point guard where you're expected to score and something like like old school point guard where you were happy if your point guard had six points, but if as long as he was out there playing defense and dishing the ball, like you were happy, right? Well, he can play old school point guard here because you have the two other scorers, you have a uh, you you have at least guys that can can semi rebound but you're going to basically just be asked to rebound you're going to be asked to play defense and you're going to be asked to facilitate the ball to the two other scorers 
this is probably the very best landing spot at all for him. And then if you're the Nets, I mean, look at this. Like, I mean, Seth Curry's a very good addition. Great role. Andre Drummond yep. is a great guy to come off the bench and give you some fouls and get a few rebounds and stuff. Like, he's in two first-round picks. I was, I was as confused about the Drummond part of it as anything, Matt, because, okay, Joel Embiid, large human being. Yeah. How many guys can honestly match up with him in the NBA Andre Drummond's one of about 10, at least size-wise, yeah. where you're, like, concerned. And he's got six oh. fouls to, uh, along the way to do it <laughs> exactly, as well, right? Exactly. I mean, like, he's got six fouls along the way to do it. I think so. for anybody wondering, too, because, I mean, I think the question you had to ask as soon as you saw this was, okay, but Ben Simmons, we haven't seen him all year. All we've heard is he's still not ready to play basketball. Adrian Wojnarowski did report earlier today. He did contact Kevin Durant, told him, hey, excited to be a part of the team. We, You know, we got to ramp up and get there, but he's ready to get ready to get playing basically right away. So, they're still going to have to go through all the team physicals and ramp up with team activity. But Ben Simmons, you're going to see on a, on the basketball court probably in the next few weeks, I so, would guess. So it wasn't necessarily that he was mentally unable to play basketball. He was he was mentally unable to play basketball in Philadelphia. Correct. That's what it says. Yes. Like. Correct. Yes. You have cracked the code. Yes. What we assumed all along. Yes. Yes. It was city-based right. as yes. opposed to actually game-based. These are the most thin-skinned 40 million a year athletes <laughs> oh, you'll ever. Incredible. It's just incredible. I but did I did bet on the Sixers today. You did. Yeah, I, I, you know, I've been saying it for weeks now. If this if this move made, if this move happened, I was going to run and bet the Sixers. Caught, him, caught it before the line moved. Got them at 12-1 to 1 to win the finals, plus 550 to win the East. Um, those numbers have come down since. Look, I think it's the East is pretty open between about four teams right now, but I, I've got the Sixers right at the top. I think if we can see Harden from years past, because I don't, I just want to, I, with Harden, I always think it's a situation he's upset with, and that's what happened in Brooklyn this year. Put him in a situation where hopefully he's happy. Hopefully. If you get older, older Harden <laughs> yeah. with Joel Embiid, and yeah. you didn't have to give away Tyrese Maxey, Matisse Thibault. That was what I was going to say. You didn't have to give away those kids. Didn't have to give away those yeah. guys. You got a strong role players around them. I I still I'll, I like it at 12 to 1. The numbers probably move too much now. I don't know if I'd tell you to run and bet it now with how open the East is, but I, I like this team, man. I like that bet. A few other trades were made today. Mavericks and the Wiz getting together. The Mavericks get Spencer Dinwiddie and uh, the horrific contract of Davis Bertans. The Wizards get Chris Stops Porzingis in a second rounder, which in theory for the Wizards sounds good if Chris Stops can be the guy he was and Bradley Beal decides to be there long term. There's a lot of ifs. But uh, they that trade was made. They shed two horrible contracts with Bertans and Dinwiddie, yeah. though. All the reports out of Washington is that all the teammates hated playing with Dinwiddie, so he wasn't really seeing the court anyways. He didn't play well that. with Beal, for sure. I don't know how he's going to play with Luka. I don't really – there's a there's a stacked backcourt now in Dallas that doesn't really make sense. Uh, you know, the whole – Goran Dragic, the whole idea was going to be he's going to be bought out and head to Dallas. There's too many guys back there now. So I don't really get it from the Dallas perspective. Celtics agreed to send Josh Richardson and Romeo Langford in the top four protected. That's a top four protected 2022 first round pick to the Spurs for Derek White. And then this morning during a numbers game, the Bucks got Serge, uh, got Serge Ibaka from the Clippers as part of a tour, uh, four-team trade that also sent former number two overall pick Marvin Bagley from the Kings to the Pistons. Dante Divin, uh, DiVincenzo goes to the Kings. So a lot of movement there. But obviously Harden and Simmons, the big names, 
dealt today for each other with uh, other pieces involved, including those two first-rounders <laughs> that go to Brooklyn. So from from a less than zero chance to a 3% there's, chance to fruition. There's a – there's a. I honestly think it's one of those rare things where it, it, it does make both teams better. Yeah. Uh, yes, I agree. But both teams exponentially better, actually. I think because you you had a you had a ben, you had a commodity in Ben Simmons that wasn't playing at all, right? You had and, and then you had Harden on the other side who had given up like for this other team. So it's kind of like you had two non-entities that you swapped that become like actual real things for the teams that they are on now. So it's one of those weird things where I actually think it works out for for both teams. I don't think I don't think though that 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 the Sixers are the best team in the East. I still think that the Bucks. I still think that the Nets are better. I have them third. In the East. I think it's just a great day for basketball, though, because the NBA acquired two players in James Harden and Ben Simmons today. Guys that were either not playing at all or pouting their way through the season. <laughs> we'll come back. Matt Kalish, president and co-founder of DraftKings, will join us. We look forward to that later this hour. Solomon Wilcott to talk Super Bowl 56 with us. It's VEASAN's primetime action from the South Point. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. You know that VSIN is the best place to get all the betting insights for the big game, and there's still time to sign up to get our free big game betting guide. It's a digital guide that gives you trends, strategies, props to watch, and tips from all of our experts. Visit VSIN.com slash Super Bowl to get your free guide and get ready for the biggest football betting action of the year. It's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. It's primetime action live from the South Point. Out of quarantine, baby, masks off. Look at that. In my honor. Look at that. Hey, hey, Gil, I'm gonna since you went ahead and since you went ahead and confessed a couple days ago, I'm gonna I'm gonna confess to you. What did I confess about? The whole uh, oh, 56. The 56. Yeah, yeah. Only the day before had I actually figured. <laughs> the, the, j- j- only 24 hours prior to that had I got because I just we are assumed, geniuses. No, I just assumed that was how long it was from when we went on air. Yes. On Friday until we wrapped coverage after the Super Bowl on well, Sunday. Well, I think that's what it is. I yes. just, but I mean, I'm saying that I thought that's just how it naturally fell. So oh, I didn't like. Yeah. I didn't think that we. Me too. Yes. Me and too. Then, that's and what then I, I realized, like, oh, we purposely made it 50s. Yeah. I, literally, I, as I'm sitting at yeah. home, I'm like, oh. Yeah. I like how like just naturally selfish you guys are. Where it's like, well, clearly the coverage must begin with us because how else would we begin coverage? Well, they of kept the telling us the coverage they were saying, begins that's with us. the reads. What are you I talking know, about? Like that's where you could do the. You could do the math then. 
No, 56 but like, from that. No, hey, you think like, I'm going to count hours? Yeah. Like, I mean, come on, Kelly. I wasn't like 24 plus 24 yeah. <laughs> yeah. plus on, 8. But no, there's just the realization. I'm sitting here right as we came back from break, and I'm like, oh, it's Super Bowl 56. Yeah. I cannot believe I didn't understand this. Yeah. Anyway, just the day before had I gotten so I'd, I don't I'd only beat you there by twenty four hours. What's so funny about that is you were laughing at me. You're oh, like, I'd only beat you there. I'd, like, yeah. be, I'd only beat you there by twenty four hours. Yeah, it was like I was like, eh, ah, okay. taste the soup. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, we've gone uh, we've gone a full seventeen minutes without uh, putting up the point spread for Super Bowl fifty six. Ergo, our 56 hours of wall-to-wall coverage beginning tomorrow night. By the way, what a show we got tomorrow night. Oh, oh my God. Kelly, we're not even finished booking it. We've been working all day on it, you and me. That's right. Not even done. Oh, my God. Everybody's on there, Uh, including the uh, great Roxy Roxborough will join us in the first hour tomorrow. We have have a a milestone here, guys. What's that? William Hill, rest of country, three and a half. Oh! Three and a half right now. Three and a half. So consensus four. So we have come off the four William Hill rest of country. So you can find everywhere right now, currently from three and a half all the way to four and a half. Um, DraftKings is at four, but MGM's at four and a half, and William Hill just ticked to three and a half. So, so what do you? Uh, there we go. Your, what's your theory on Here, this? Well, it's it's Thursday. So <laughs> that's now theory. The, the rest of everybody's like, you know what happens yeah, on Thursday? Start, start looking at the. I guess I'll start looking at the Super Bowl thing, and uh, yeah, so that's where we uh, that's where we are right now. Now, this doesn't always match, and this is one of the things that we were that we've been talking about, kind of the fascinating deal of all of these new states going live and all these new markets, whatever. Because the the line here in Vegas, and we saw this several times on Monday Night Football and Thursday Night Football when you were here with us, whenever we were doing those games, lines wouldn't always match here in Vegas with rest of country. But, you know, we kind of saw them move, whatever. So right now, it's fours across the board in in Vegas. So there's 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 one four and a half left over at the win, but four everywhere else. And then there is, you know, 48 and a half hasn't moved really at all. But we've not seen this toggle back and forth between the four and four and a half, four, four and a half, like we have really every day this week here with all these rest. I mean, again, yesterday it was four and a half at DraftKings, four today at DraftKings. We're seeing four and a half at William Hill two days ago, three and a half at William Hill today. So you can just see where, whereas we are, we are just being bet into by tourists and the locals here and the people that are coming town, this getting bet into by you know, 30 states at this point. So 30 different states betting into these numbers, and which is why we see, you know, so much more action on these, which is just cool for us. It's like, you know, it's a new, it's a new toy for us because it's just something we haven't been, been used to or been able to see. Meanwhile, in the years past. meanwhile, that total is like chiseled, Cemented. chiseled yes. in stone. Yes. No one cares at all and about no the total. No one is moving that thing. Yeah. For, well, it moved for, at the beginning, right? Yes. A 50 and a half two. to 40 and a half, 48 and a half. So it just it went down two points. And then it has stuck there for the last 10 days. It really has. Yeah. And, and Eric Eager, for our friend from Pro Football Focus, was saying he took 50, he took 49 and a half, he took 48, and he was like, that's it, I'm not taking any more. And that's where it stopped. Yeah, it's super interesting that I, I think, too, Gil, I think this will also be, and which, which I guess this isn't necessarily the case because, you know, we have some some people that live here that are that are certainly not, not recreational bettors. But I think this does kind of go to show, too, that maybe recreational bettors don't really even care much about the total, right? It's just more about, so you it's know. It's probably true. You know, yeah. like it's more about which team do you think is going to yeah. win, not necessarily how many points do you that think. That checks gonna, out. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. It's uh, 
It's also one of these things, too, you know, we were throwing around, like, seven days is too short for the hype for a Super Bowl. 14 days is almost too long, right? It, 10 and 11 is the proper <laughs> amount. But you can't play a Super Bowl yeah. on a Wednesday, yeah. right? So it's like, I, I do think there's this... This moment, this lull in the middle of the second week where people kind of drift a little bit, casual betters, that mm. is. And I think starting probably tonight is when it ramps. Yeah. And it goes, well, I mean, I don't, here's the thing. If I said to you, okay, what do you expect this to be at kickoff? I actually would say exactly what it is right now, four and 48 and a half. I, now that we've seen this three and a half pop, I do believe at this point, instead of moving between four and four and a half, I think we'll probably just move between three and a half and four, mm. basically for the rest of the time, where it's the people who want the Rams take the four, the people who want the Bengals go, oh, okay, no, you know, I mean, people who want the Bengals take the four, and then when it goes down to under the four, then the people who take the Rams to take the three and a half, and I think it'll probably toggle back and forth between that, those two numbers as opposed to the, the other two numbers. But, yeah, it's super, super, super interesting with all of this. And, Gil, I mean, listen, you know, you, you mentioned and I honestly think that this is – a thing, you know, um, all these states lifting the mass mandates and all these things. Like, I think a lot more people will be apt to go yes. and, and do parties and go and show up at these casinos and all the things like that or whatever. And so it, whatever the projections were for handle for this game as it was anyway, it wouldn't surprise me if it beats it by five to 10% just because of this, because people are like, Hey, sure. I can just go out and be me. I'm going out to be me. I could go out and be me. <laughs> like, I'm going out to be me this Sunday. Look at my face. Yeah. Yeah, uh, a couple other things uh, in terms of just movement, in terms of props we've talked about on this show. The one that I had, the no uh, no touchback on the opening kickoff. Speaking of William Hill, it's a coin flip now. No more plus money on the no. It's minus 110 on each side. That has moved. Um, also, having moved the national anthem, for those interested in betting that kind of thing in faraway places, that moved up. Somebody hit that pretty hard. It moved up about five seconds. So from 95 seconds, it's up to 100 seconds now. I wouldn't bet the over. I was saying before when it was 95, I don't care that uh, Mickey Guyton only had an 85-second performance online. She sprinted through that. So we'll go over on the 95. But now that it's 100, I think it's drifted uh, enough to, to stop playing that. And then, uh, as far as first song in the halftime show, we were throwing that around on the Megapod today, uh, as well as on a numbers game. And Bill Krakenberger was on with me, and I said, listen, it's one of two things. We're talking about Dre and Snoop and Eminem. Uh, we're talking about Mary J. Blige and Kendrick Lamar. And I said, it's either California Love, talking about first song, it's California Love is either going to be the first or the last song, or, and before I could say it, Bill says to me, it's not that. And so the other one? From Eight Mile, Eminem's. What's the name of the song again? From Lose Kimmel? Yourself. Lose Yourself. That's going to be the first song. There it is. Because you would be. Because everyone is losing yourself in the moment. You yeah, know? just you the. Know? It's just the musically. It's the one yeah. that will get people hyped the most. So there he goes. There's a well, talk about all novelty props and that kind of thing. Um, Anything about these? We're going to talk to Solomon Wilcox momentarily about his thoughts on this game, how he feels that this game goes. Has anything changed in your mind as as you've had now just too many days to ponder this one game back and forth? Do you think any differently about it from anything you've heard over the last 10 or 11 days? Did somebody get into your brain and say, huh, and you said, oh, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Not too much. I mean, there. so I have a pretty... I have a pretty equal split of people who I respect in this that think the Rams win, think the the big. Well, let's put it this way: 
think that the Rams cover. Some think that the Bengals cover. Some think that the, the Rams just you know win handily. Some people think that the, that the Bengals cash have a chance to win, to win this thing outright. And all of them still kind of, when they're explaining it, still explain it the same way, right? It's just like this defensive line, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera, blah, blah, blah. Burrow is going to get sacked, all this pressure, et cetera, <laughs> et cetera. true. What comes and, after the comma is yeah, different. Yes. Yeah, it's just it, – yeah. so it's just you, – all of that, like, plays into this whole th- – you know, they're not going to have a chance to do this, that, and the other, and that's how – that's that's kind of the handicap for the Rams. And then, like, the, on the other side is – where I've kind of landed with all this, where it's like, well, I mean, you got two weeks to plan for this. You know what's coming at you. It's Von Miller. It's Aaron, it's Aaron Donald. It's all them. Like, if you're keeping the same game plan and you're not adjusting and you're not trying to get the ball out of his hands quickly and run some plays that that don't allow them to get in the backfield and cause all kind of trouble, then you you're doing it wrong. You know, so I don't know. That's it, it's basically different ways of saying those two things just over and over and over and over again. So everyone seems to see everyone seems to think that that is really and truly the key to this. Whole game, so obviously Aaron Donald's gonna, not going to play any sort of factor because that's what everyone—that's <laughs> all we've talked about for two straight weeks, right? Yeah, you know whose name we haven't mentioned? Though, get, get come to us in the third quarter. We haven't mentioned Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's yeah. name. We're going to be something. like, we're going to sit yeah. here and be like, oh, I had no idea that Scromcheck was going to be the difference in this game. Like Scromcheck has five <laughs> catches for like Scrum for three check. touchdowns or whatever. Hey, we have Scromstein. We have botched that dude's name. Scromvichstein. <laughs> like Listen, he didn't do you himself any guy. favors dropping that touchdown. No, so, he did not. Yeah. That's what we remember him. For yeah. mostly Solomon Wilcott's played in the league for a long time with the Cincinnati Bengals, former NFL safety and host of the opening drive on Sirius XM. We will talk to him about Super Bowl 56 next on VEASAN's primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VEASAN, the sports betting network. One expert pick worth two times the points. Join the action on the biggest Sunday of the football season with the L'Oreal Men Expert Pick. Play free for your shot at a share of $10,000 total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash MenExpert now and draft your lineup before game time. L'Oreal, because we're worth it. Damn right we are. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Gil, Matt, and Kelly, we are pleased to welcome in on the show a uh, former, f- former NFL player who played most of his seasons in Cincinnati. Oh, by the way, uh, safety who played uh, for three teams, hosted the opening drive on Sirius XM. Solomon Wilcox joins us. How you doing, Solomon? Hello, how's it going? Going very well. Listen, I don't mean to ask a, a sort of non-on-the-field X's and O's question first, but from your time in Cincinnati, is it possible to overstate how much this moment in time means to that football community? No, I don't think you can. I really do think you got to understand that this is a team that has suffered long and hard and uh, for a long time since we last played in the Super Bowl in 1988. Up until now, they made it to the postseason seven times between now and then and never been able to win. And now Joe Burrow shows up in a quick order, turns it around after winning only, what, six games over the last two years. Now here they find themselves playing in the Super Bowl um, for the third time, and the chance to win their first Vince Lombardi Trophy. Solomon, let's do start and talk some some X's and O's here. You play in in the the defensive backfield, and of course, this is a game that is highlighted by a couple of just absolutely electric wide receivers in Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase. What do you feel like the strategy is going to be? And if you know, if you were, if you were de- coordinating the defenses for these teams, what is the strategy to try to limit what Cooper Cup and, and Jamar Chase are able to do on the field in this game? 
Yeah, you got to double cover both of them, right? Particularly at critical moments in games, whether it's third down, um, whether it's fourth quarter, whether it's the second half. But as the game gets tight and becomes more critical, um, yeah, I think you're going to double both those guys, which means a uh, big day is going to have to be had by one of the other guys, maybe a lesser-known guy, whether it's, uh, you know, you know Beckham Jr., who we do know, but is capable of busting a game wide open, or T. Higgins, who's capable of busting it open. Um, all the, the, the number three receivers, whether it's Tyler Boyd or Van Jefferson, or maybe a guy we don't quite know or, or maybe not thinking about. Um, but that's kind of what has to happen if you're going to put all the resources you have defensively and take away a Cooper Cup or a Jamar Chase. Solomon, obviously the biggest mismatch on paper anyway, backed up by the numbers, uh, is between the Rams defensive line and the O-line of the Cincinnati Bengals, the Rams' first in past rush win rate on the season, uh, having sacked the opposing quarterback 50 times, third in the NFL. The Bengals' 30th in pass block win rate, having given up 55 sacks. Uh, your confidence level in Joe Burrow and really the Bengals' coaching staff being able to prepare for that? Yeah, you know, I have a lot of confidence that no matter what happens on Sunday, that Joe Burrow is going to be able to overcome the threat of potential sacks or potentially being sacked multiple times. You know, Tom Brady was getting pummeled in a game against the Rams in the playoffs. Next thing you know, the Rams found a way to let the Buccaneers back in the ball game, right? And But just talking about Joe Burrow and what the Bengals do, I mean – he was the most sacked quarterback of any quarterback in the league, but yet he's still playing in the Super Bowl. He was the most sacked quarterback of any quarterback in the league, but yet he led the league with a 70% completion rate. He's the most sacked quarterback in the NFL, but yet he led the league in yards per pass attempt. Two things that aren't supposed to even happen. How do you lead the league in pass? Yards per pass attempt and completion percentage. So that's exactly what I'm talking about. He has always been able to overcome uh, some of the things that belie uh, facts or the things that you would point to as a negative. Solomon, the big, big storyline. We were talking about this even in the in the first kind of the first segment here was. You know, this Bengals offensive line versus the defensive line for the Rams and and you playing in that backfield, how much easier is it for these guys that are going to be covering these receivers, specifically on the Rams side of the ball, how much easier it is for them when you've got a Vaughn Miller and you've got a Aaron Donald doing their thing up front? And, and do you think that if they're able to get as much pressure as, you know, it seems like a lot of the talking heads out there believe that they're going to be able to get, it's, it's going to be too much for, for Joe Burrow to overcome? No, I, I, I'm telling you guys, I, I think the, as good as the Rams are, go back and look at last year's Rams defensive numbers and look at this year's. Not even close. This Rams defense is not even close to the, the defense that Brandon Staley coached a year ago. They're not close in just about any, uh, any statistical category. I think the pass rush is their best element, which really covers up a lot of the flaws in their secondary. 
If this pass rush wasn't as good as they are, then the secondary would have given up even more big plays, and you and I can attest that they've given up a lot. Okay? Um, but I would I have a lot of respect for them. I just know that both teams are beatable. Like, there is, that's the reason why we, for the first time, don't even have a Super Bowl where the top three seed has made it. Because in the tournament, anybody can beat anybody. But that doesn't mean the best team is here. The most, the teams that are here are like some superpower. They're not. They're like just good football teams that survive in advance. And now here they go. But I'm telling you right now, the Rams are flawed in certain areas. And I think it's their secondary outside of, uh, of you know, Jalen Ramsey. I do think the intellect and the ability to communicate, whether is, is an upgrade, but yet he, he can't run. He doesn't cover a lot of ground. I think if he gets in single coverage against anyone, I think he's going to fail. I don't think his legs are allow him to keep up with anyone. Uh, and now it has to bear out. You still have to create situational moments where you can manifest the weaknesses of your opponent. And if you can't do that, then it doesn't really matter. And that's the same for the Bengals and wherever their flaws lies. If, you know, if the Rams can identify them and expose them, that's how games are won. But I've seen games uh, come and go with those liabilities or those flaws never even being realized because the other team didn't even try to exploit them. Solomon, your final score and your MVP, sir. Well, <laughs> Bengals 30, Rams 27, Joe Burrow is your MVP. Wow, there you go. So, Solomon, do you, uh, do you want to tell us uh, some, some of the work that you're doing with, with Biotricity? Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, guys, you know, Biotricity uh, is the company that has the world's best heart monitor, and it's a simple device, and it's called BioHeart, right? It's a constant surveillancing of your cardio activity, and you can wear it while you sleep, you can wear it all day at work. I'm wearing one right now, and really no, I have it on. I forget I'm wearing it, by the way, and I have the app on my phone, which constantly is recording and tracking my heart health, and I can then um, send that information to my doctor. I can... It's always recording, so I can create a file and send it to my physician. And so if there's ever a cardiac event, whether it's a uh, heart arrhythmia, if I have an irregular heartbeat, or in the morning, which is where most times people have a cardiac event, something occurs, I'm always tracking it. The doctor can send it to the doctor. The doctor can monitor it, and we can get answers much more quickly. I think we monitor a lot of parts of our body to make sure that we're doing okay. But nothing's more important than monitoring our heart health. So if you know anyone who has suffered from a cardiac event, whether it's just uh, arrhythmia or irregular heartbeat, they're, they're wonderful athletes all the time. I mean, unfortunately, um, who unsuspectingly may have a heart problem, and they'll just drop um, while in a contest or on the sideline, and people just didn't know that they had an irregular heartbeat. So this is a way to monitor that. Just go to the website at www.bioheart.com, and you don't even need a prescription to order one. Thank you, Solomon. Appreciate it very much. Enjoy the game on Sunday. Okay. Thank you, guys. Solomon Wilcots, everybody. You can follow him on Twitter at Solomon's Wisdom. How do you like that? For you know, if I, I here's the thing. I yeah. didn't think to get, like, 
cute with mine. You did. Yours is like yours is like a cool one. My like that's cool one. Mine's just my name, but I had to put. Some I wish random, I hadn't. By the way, I had to put some. I had to just put yeah. some stuff at the end so that I could like. <laughs> Matt I just, Brown. I just M2. threw whatever. I tried to put like you can't yeah. put like exclamation points or something or whatever. Like I was just trying. I had to throw something at the end to make sure that I would be able to get my name and like that didn't that didn't work out. So he yeah. called the shot. Bengals by three. Joe Burrow, your MVP. Uh, by the way, Visa in the, in the betting guy. We all put out our, our final scores and stuff. The closest final score, Matt Brown. You got a one-point win, do you? One-pointer. Maybe that's also just a little <laughs> bit of wishful thinking. In favor of the Rams, of course, for all your bets to catch. That's right. Coming back, Matt Kalish, president co-founder of DraftKings. We'll speak to him next on Prime Primetime Action. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Compete for free with the Modelo Golden Ticket Challenge. Join three UFC con- uh, contests, rather, to fight for your share of $20,000 in total cash and prizes. Plus, find out if you'll walk away with the Modelo Golden Ticket and claim floor seats to every pay-per-view fight for a year. Wow. Head to DraftKings.com slash Modelo now to get in on the action. Modelo, the official beer partner of the UFC. No purchase necessary. Must be 21 years or old or older. Terms, conditions, eligibility, and rules are at DraftKings.com. Please drink responsibly. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. It is our pleasure to welcome to the show for the first time, by the way, president, co-founder of DraftKings. It's Matt Kalish, everybody. How you doing, Matt? Doing well. How are you today? Doing very well. Matt, before I, I, I can ask you all kinds of questions, but I just want a human-to-human question uh, first, which is, do you ever stop from the, from the humble beginnings of DraftKings with you and your two co-founders, Jason and Paul, and you, you start as a, uh, as a fantasy site, uh, almost a merger that happened that didn't to today, and just the scope of everything. Do you ever stop and take inventory every once in a while and just soak it all in? It's really cool. I just put one foot in front of the other every day, to be totally honest with you. It's such a space that, you know, things are changing really rapidly. Sometimes we don't know, like, when a new state's going to launch and we find out a day before or a new product suddenly becomes available in markets, you know. So things are just changing so fast. It's important to take it day by day and not to get too far ahead of ourselves. But it's been quite the ride, for sure. 
Matt, uh, speaking of states launching, I mean, Arizona launches and it just kind of blows away numbers and projections that everybody had. And then, of course, the the big fish that was always sitting out there was New York going mobile. Of course, you guys already had retail going in there, but the the mobile mobile is where it's at. We all know that. And then now these returns on the first 30 days of of mobile from New York is just the most astonishing thing. I I know you guys had high hopes here, but this had to have even exceeded what you guys thought was going to happen, right? Yeah, really, really strong. Um, you know, it's the biggest state we're in. It has about 20 million population. Uh, Illinois, Pennsylvania, those were the biggest states prior. And now, you know, going into New York, it's almost double the size of our previous biggest state. So in some ways, not that shocking, but I couldn't believe how fast people were ready to just sign up and jump in on day one. You know, I've noticed in Arizona, Connecticut, Louisiana, you know, uh, New York now, People are just getting jumping in quicker and quicker. It, it takes no time at all before people sign up. It used to be a ramp of weeks and weeks, and now I feel like within a few days, it's just you know tons of action going on right away. So it's been pretty incredible, really. Matt, this sports betting thing, it's going to catch on one of these days, I'm telling you. Sky's the limit. Um, I'm I don't know if anyone's <laughs> going to jump in this new, new industry that isn't the second oldest industry in the world or not. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm curious, to the extent that you're willing to share, obviously I'm not asking you to uh, reveal all the goods, but to the extent that you're willing to share, where do you go from here? What is the vision moving forward? At this point, you know, back in the days when we were just starting out, you know, Jason, Paul, and I, spare bedroom around Boston, Mass., with a couple employees and no customers, we were building whatever we felt like. Now we have over 10 million registered users on DraftKings, and customer really drives a lot of our roadmap. So I've spent a lot of my time just in market, talking to customers, trying to understand like what else is taking up time and attention and energy. And I found you know over the last year during COVID and everything, for example, crypto, NFTs, collectibles, like these other things really started becoming you know, another avenue on top of sports betting, on top of fantasy and casino that our customers were spending time on. That's what led to us launching DraftKings Marketplace uh, back in August. So we really just try to not get too far ahead of ourselves, let customers steer the roadmap. And what I'm looking for is like, what's taking attention, what's going on in culture. And, you know, we want to make all of our existing products, you know, best of breed. We want to focus on, we want the best sports book in the country. Same with fantasy, same with iGaming, but we also always have an eye on what's next, what else is going on in culture that's taking attention uh, with our audience. Matt, that's a great segue for something that I wanted to ask you about anyway was the NFT space. I know that you are very, very active in that space. And I do want to ask you, where do you see that kind of bridging the gap between, you know, where, where does that fit in in the sports landscape? Where does that fit in in the gaming landscape and overall? I mean, I'm sure this is stuff that you guys are, are trying to figure out along the way as well. But, you know, how, how do we work this into everyday culture? Because I think you would even say right now we're still very much on the ground floor when it comes to all that. And, you know, as this younger generation continues to age, it will become more and more normal to them to have digital assets and, and, and art that is, you know, lives, lives on a computer. And, you know, some people can't wrap their head around it right now. But I, I honestly think that there's a way that this does work into sports, work into sports betting, fantasy sports, all the different things like that. 
Yeah, I mean, NFTs have really been a form of digital identity, you know, same as collecting sports cards, physical or art, or just the clothes you wear, anything really that you associate with your identity. I feel like NFTs are the digital extension of that. And because it's online, because everyone can see, you know, your social media profile, what you're collecting online, et cetera, it's much more scalable, you know, than something like buying art, buying, you know, physical sports cards. Everybody in the world literally can see like what you're into uh, and get a better understanding of what you like or don't like. And the capabilities as well, you know, um, play to earn and gameplay have been really just on the emerging front. One thing that we did recently that's coming to market a little bit later this year is a deal with the NFLPA where we're really able to bring NFL collectibles through NFT to market at DraftKings Marketplace, build games against those NFTs. So we're really excited about like 2022, what's coming next. But for now, it's just like such an emerging rapid rapid uh, space with a lot of innovation and try not to predict the future too much and throw darts. And we just want to make sure we understand what our customers really want. You also find the time, Matt, to co-host your own podcast called Props and Drops. NFT is a big portion of that subject matter? Yeah, we definitely do a little NFT talking and a little sports betting stuff on there. It's Gary Vaynerchuk and I do this podcast. Every week or two, we film a new one. Um, I just found there's so much overlap. The same people who are into you know sports betting, casino games, whatever, day trading stocks, crypto nfts it's really the same you know dna people just like predicting things they like making an investment trying to see how that goes in the future you know there's just so much common ground there so i think the way that sort of money is being gamified in a way is really an interesting space that millions and millions of people are really jumping in and doing it right now Matt, you got a little bit more uh, expendable income these days to uh, to maybe get down a few bets on the uh, Super Bowl. So, what are you what are you looking at? Which side do you like? Are there any prop bets that you're in on? What's uh, what's going on with you in the uh, Super Bowl Fifty Six? I mean, I'm grateful that the Super Bowl is here. I'm a Celtics season ticket holder. I was feeling like things were going really well. We're six game winning streak. Really, like season is on track. And then, so I'm praying at the deadline. We don't trade anybody. <laughs> trade five people. <laughs> so, you know, some of my favorite players got traded. You know, we lost Jay Rich, uh, Romeo Langford. I really was optimistic about Dennis Schroeder, like one of my favorites. So uh, freedom. So I needed a distraction from that that deep pain. And the Super Bowl is here, which is exciting, even though Pat's aren't in. You know, I'm really excited about it. Um, I was joking with my friends about my coin flip alpha, where I was like 29 tails, 26 heads. So we know heads is due. Public's fading heads. It's like 40% of the action is heads on heads. Heads is due. <laughs> we know heads is due. It's got to be, right? How yeah. could it ever not be exactly 50-50? That's you know? right. Uh, yeah, so, that so, wouldn't make any sense. Right? Yes, of course. Yes. Did you so did you did you make any prop bets? Did you bet on the game itself yet? Did you do any of that? So I do my little stuff on the side. And unfortunately, I'm not allowed to bet uh, on DraftKings yeah, Sportsbook because of, of the rules. The rules are, you know, in regulated markets, we can't bet on our own sportsbook. So unfortunately, I have to go elsewhere with it to a place not to be named. 
However, <laughs> no, I do like to I like to make my fair share of sports bets. So like it's clear to me at this point that everybody's really praying and hoping that Joe Burrow equals like the next Tom Brady and that it'll be a really seamless thing where he just like starts winning all the time. And a lot of people seem to be buying into that, like Bengals getting tons of support on the betting side. So I feel like I just got to go with like the underestimated Matt Stafford can throw for 5,000 yards in a season really just seems to me like he's not going to be like put off by how big the moment is. And he's just going to deliver Cooper cup is like best season ever of any wide receiver. Cam Akers is back in the game. I'm sure he'll have everything together. Odell, like I'm Rams. So I'm, I'm really going to take, you know, the opportunity to lay for and take the win. There it is. Matt, appreciate it. Matt Kalish, president and co-founder of DraftKings. Thank you so much. Coming back on V. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep.